Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. In this week's episode, we will discuss education reform on mission. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle Washington coming to you. Good evening, this is your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. Tonight's topic is the K-12 Physical Education and School Sports. On last week's show, we discussed the challenges faced by teachers and the rewards and honors that teachers feel in providing their students with a role model for life and how we as global citizens can support teachers in schools through some of the most challenging times by approaching things in a different way. On tonight's episode, we're talking about and taking a closer look at K through 12 physical education and school sports. So let us hear your thoughts. Call us at 917-948-7503. Or post your comments on Twitter at Buffy underscore Awaken or on Spreaker or Instagram at Buffy underscore Williams or on YouTube. I'd also like to thank uh, my listeners for sending me encouraging words on social media. And remember that my fellow New Heights host, Erica Hansen, show airs on Thursdays at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time at 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Again, my heart and prayers go out to all the global citizens that are affected by illness and tragedy in any way tonight. Also, those who are having to stay away from the ones that they love in the wake of the COVID-19 
epidemic across the world. Uh, we know that that is a difficult thing to do, but our heart and prayers are with you on tonight. The Alchemist um, has a wonderful passage that is so beautifully stated. And if you haven't read the book, The Alchemist, um, I do encourage you to do so. But in thinking about of K through 12 in physical education and school sports, the passage kind of uh, resonated with me in a way that when I choose a topic for the show, whether it's recommended by uh, one of our fans of the show, or if it's something that we've come up with here at New Heights, um, I thought to myself, why is it that um, these particular topics uh, stand out for me? And I thought about the book, The Alchemist, and again, it has this wonderful passage that so beautifully states that each time he knelt beside the banks, I could see the depths of his eyes in the depths of his eyes my own beauty reflected. And I thought about when I see students, that is a lot of what I see. I see the beauty of how my life was affected and changed by people who are in the K through 12 area and how beautiful it is to see them in a place where um, there can be a global movement of things that are not working in a product, productive way or did not work for us in a productive way. But using any quantifiable data that we already have out there to you know, provide adequate tools for students to be able to do things in a different way. Physical education when I was in school was mandatory. But I can distinctly remember one of the challenges of that was everyone had to dress out. And I noticed that um, we most schools have gotten away from that. You can choose to dress out or you can choose not to. But in that time frame, everyone went to gym class. We all dressed out. We all wore the same uniforms. We all participated in the same activities. And I actually was grateful for that because I was not... Uh, what you would consider an, an athlete. I, I could have definitely have excelled in that area. I did have a small stint in track and, and running the hurdles, but I wasn't the one who always went out for a sports team or participated in sports. And as I look back on it, me being in PE class or physical education class is what kind of kept me in shape uh, through my high school years and for that I am grateful and it also instilled in me uh, an appreciation for those who were in sports and the dedication that it takes to participate in a school activity in a sport and just being a part of a team and then you also learn those things in physical education and uh, a lot of our information tonight is going to come from ed.gov as my source and they talk about the national physical education standards um, shape America, the social um, and the society of health and physical education develop these standards for grade levels K through 12 
to produce specific outcomes that could hopefully clarify and define what physical education and physical literacy means for students to be able to um, be physically literate. And, you know, that is defined as the ability and confidence and the desire to be physically active in their life. And using the guiding research, they focus on motor skills, competency, student engagement, intrinsic motivation, instructional climate, gender differences, and then a lifetime activity approach. And so in thinking about that and thinking about how students are on the road to enjoying a lifetime of healthy activities, uh, there's a quote that I ran across from M.H. Alderson, and it reads, if at first you don't succeed, you're running about average. And that is so true. So in physical education in America, and we looked at the challenges, not only with that standard of physical education, we know that there has been a change in school lunches and a, a change in the farm to table uh, concept is on the rise in healthy eating in conjunction with physical activity. But if we're not succeeding, that means we're running about average. So as um, we see the rise in uh, obesity in children who are not necessarily um, active in school, but are still taking physical education um, classes, uh, we know that there are specific standards that or goals that the physical education program has developed um, so that students can be physically literate and understand the knowledge and skills and confidence um, that they need to enjoy life for a lifetime of a healthy physical activity. And so what it's designed to do is to incorporate um, the knowledge base that they need and the skills necessary to have a variety of physical activity throughout their lifetime. And so uh, and also knowing the implications and the benefits of their involvement in various activities and to try to regularly participate in those things to stay physically fit. You know, not saying one person has to do things in a particular way or choose a particular activity uh, because, of course, there was a wide range of activities that we did either at recess or um, during um, PE class at school. And so that could range from playing dodgeball, volleyball, baseball, kickball, you know, whatever it took in order to just get us out of um, the classrooms and be physically um, active and contribute to a healthier lifestyle. And a lot of these things, the Department of Education adapted from the uh, Moving into the Future National Standards from the National Association of Sports and Physical uh, Education. And they have four st five standards. And um, of course, again, one is to demonstrate the competency of their motor skills and being able to move along with those patterns of physical fitness and physical education. And then uh, to apply the knowledge and concepts that they have learned um, to the actual activity. And then try to enhance their uh, physical health um, through fitness by, uh, I know that we used to have to think they still do this you have to run a mile in order to demonstrate that you can do it within a certain time frame and then you're ranked um, based on that and then also 
exhibiting personal and social behaviors that respect others during that time. And so naturally, if you're forming a team, whether it's in, um, in PE um, class or physical education class, where you're being required to do it, or whether it's during a recess time when you are just socially deciding you're going to be a part of a team and you're selecting people and you're participating in that activity, but just showing a, a natural respect for others who are participating in the activity with you. And then also um, recognizing the value of, of physical activity and the enjoyment of uh, health and the challenges that it can present, um, but also the self-expression and the social interaction that physical education can give you. But we're going to take a, a short break and we're going to listen to a word from our sponsors. But again, tonight's topic is the K through 12 physical education and school sports. And we've just talked a little bit about uh, physical education in the K through 12 area. But we're going to take a short break and I will be back in a moment. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back. You're listening to your host, Buffy Williams, with the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. And tonight's topic is K-12 physical education in school sports. And we talked a little bit about the standards, the national standards from the Department of Education in the K-12 physical education. And along with that, um, there are competitive grants out there for programs. One in particular that I played uh, close attention to was the Carol M. White Physical Education Program. And this grant provides uh, uh, school agencies or educational agencies and community-based organizations um, with a grant that helps them expand and enhance the physical education programs um, to include uh, before school activities, after school activities, or school programs in the kindergarten through 12th grade areas. And it helps students uh, make uh, progress towards meeting the state standards. And this is an exceptional grant because I know that funding is something that affects schools and why they cut out certain sports uh, within schools and why physical education may not be uh, what we deem as uh, um, the most effective way um, to approach physical education in schools. And again, you know, physical education runs the gamut, whether you're at home, you're a mom at home, homeschooling your children, you know how vital and important it is to have your students in activities. And I know that schools now, if you're homeschooling, will 
some school districts have um, a, a program where parents can actually bring their homeschool children in to participate in school sports or elective activities at the public schools, which is a great way to integrate physical education and also build that social uh, learning that you that can come from participating in school sports and physical education. But with that grant, they have you know various different names. They have America on Track, uh, Active Kids and Healthy Lives, um, the Sharpen, and these are like to help students you know um, maintain uh, 60 minutes of daily activities. And I know the NFL has the Play 60. Uh, initiative that they do, which is really great and catchy, and I see a lot of their commercials, and um, On Track Through Fitness and Nutrition Project, Wellness Champions, Project Fit, Fit Culture, Healthy uh, Healthy for Life, Health in Motion, uh, Get Fit, Get Healthy programs, and so a Mindful Activity Community programs, and so all of these things are designed to um, educate stu students on the importance of having um, physical activity incorporated into your life so that you can have a healthier life um, for the longevity of your life and also improving those cardiovascular and fitness level activities and just getting moving and also keeping in mind the um, nutritional aspect of you know self-management skills as far as your nutrition is concerned and having personal uh, health goals, but also uh, we wanted to discuss school sports. And so again, I talked at the top of the hour, I mean, top of the half hour about um, the fact that I was not um, a lifelong uh, sports person in school, but I did develop an appreciation for athletes and what they were, um, well, what they sacrificed in order to not only bring entertainment to us, but what they did as far as discipline was concerned, as far as their regiment to get prepared for whatever activity, whether that was um, uh, sports uh, for the girls' uh, you know, team or whether it was cheerleading, any type of uh, physical activity, football, baseball, softball, uh, you know, all of those things um, in high school. And I know that those things have been researchers have, um, provided, you know, quantifiable data that these things will enhance a student's ability to handle stress. Um, they tend to work in teams better. Um, they've noted that it helps, of course, uh, with students who who are uh, who may have discipline issues. It helps them sometimes stay in line, and it decreases uh, discipline referrals increases their academic performance and their self-esteem because, uh, and they have decreased anger because they have a way to kind of uh, decrease that psychological stress and lower um, that mental, um, any mental problems that may be having. And they also, uh, you know, those students, like I said, uh, the reports, researchers are saying that their academics um, generally are better if they participate in sports, but we know that there is a decline. Usually, when the students are younger, they report that 
69% of the students or adolescents actually engage in at least 20 minutes of physical activity for three days per week. But once they get to the uh, age range of 18 to 21, that percentage dramatically drops to about 38%. So that means that, you know, we do a great job starting out of keeping our students physically active. But once they get to maybe like the high school level, that's decreased because they have choices of whether or not they're going to participate in sports programs um, at that point. And there's a growing body of literature that suggests that the relationship between physical activity and the mental well-being of our adolescents um, uh, is directly linked and we can we can assist them in um, having a better mental state by encouraging them to participate in school sports so that there's a win-win situation. There, there's also a little research out there that says about 15% of student athletes actually go on to participate in college if that's something that you're uh, particularly interested in those statistics uh, and also graduate on time because they have the mental discipline and the mental toughness. Um, another thing I was listening to a, a podcast is called 90% Mental, a podcast with Grant Parr and he was having uh, conversations with Grant Parr. He was having a conversation with a former NFL player, Marcus Anderson, about the warrior mindset. Um, and how that shaped him for the rest of his life and trained him to be mentally tough and also understanding that with your failures, you know, you may fail at this point, but if you continue to strive for something that you can eventually overcome that, but you have to have the tenacity and the willingness to understand that when you fail, it's not really a failure. It's just something there to teach you to move forward. So when, you, when students participate in school-based sports, um, it helps them with weight control, of course, and we're talking about problem-solving skills and self-esteem and social competency, academic performance, and also it's been associated with reducing the rates, uh, reducing um, the rates of juvenile arrest, teen pregnancy, and school dropout because they feel like they are part of a team. And so thinking about a revolution of consciousness regarding physical education and physical fitness in school sports and schools and how we can uh, improve the relationship between youth sports and participation so that our students can select healthier risk behaviors um, or healthier behaviors regarding their overall health um, benefits, uh, and certainly help to alleviate any of the factors that lead to obesity and just keeping them active. Uh, and of course, the social benefits of it, you know, keeping them away from, um, hopefully, um, drugs and uh, depression or any suicidal uh, feelings um, with being connected to someone in sports and knowing that, you know, if they're having a problem, that they can overcome that. And so also um, playing on the playground is, you know, a simple thing that we can do. We can take our children out and just allow them to be children and, and to play and try to work through those problem solving things together. Um, of course, 
being there as parents and as leaders and as teachers and as educators to guide them with that process, but also just equipping them to be able to have um, those tools that are adequate enough to that will take them through a lifetime of social benefit and which also can lead to, you know, better academic performance and participating in teams and being able to collaborate and understand that you won't always succeed, but you can always um, do your best. Um, again, there's a, a nice quote from Derek Jeter that says, there um, may be people that have more talent than you, but there's no excuse for anyone to work harder than you. And so it really comes down to, um, you know, are you going to have the mental toughness um, and to be able to kind of work harder at something? Um, starting with something basic, just keeping our kids active and participating in um, all of these activities have so many benefits, health benefits, social benefits, emotional benefits. And, and being able to uh, improve the way that we think about physical activity and our behavior and how it's perceived um, for the long term. And if it appears to be um, enhancing uh, our school's connectedness and our social bonds among our children and having uh, the endurance, um, you know, and participating in strength training, um, and competitive sports, you know, it's important to be mentally and physically um, strong and stable and participate in these things. But these things will help them for a lifetime, um, not only in the short term, but in the long term of the well-being of our students. And hopefully through that, it will increase their test scores and create more discipline within our schools. So again, tonight we're talking about the K. Uh, through 12 physical education and school sports and how those factors in school participation correlate with uh, a reduction in involvement with high-risk behaviors um, and also significantly, significantly contribute to health policy and health practices uh, because we know that sometimes school need extra, schools need extra funding, which is why I um, noted the grant earlier, the Carol M. W. Carol M. White Physical Education Program grant that is offered to schools and community-based programs to be able to um, structure a program that will encourage their students to become uh, active in physical education uh, in the K through 12 area and also in school sports whether um, they're doing it through after-school program or actually within the schools. So some other sites, if you want to look up some additional research, um, are uh, The Power of Play uh, by Sports Illustrated, uh, School and Obesity Prevention, uh, Creating School Environments and Policy to Promote Healthy Eating and Healthy Activities, and also the, re the relationship between youth sports participation and selected health risk behaviors from the Journal of School Health, and then the uh, physical activity behaviors and perception perceived life satisfaction among public health and school adolescents from the Journal of School Health as well. And on next week's episode, we'll be talking 
about parent education events, and we hope that you will um, take the time to join us on next week. But again, I want to say that my heart and prayers go out to all of our global citizens that are being affected by any illness or tragedy uh, on tonight, and also our heart goes out to anyone who is having to stay uh, away from their loved ones in order to actually protect them uh, through this COVID-19 uh, epidemic that we're facing in America today. But again, I'm your host, Buffy Williams, with the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education, and we hope that you join us on next week. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you join us next week. That's our time, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm your host, Buffy Williams. If you like what you've heard, search for us on your smart speaker and listen to us anytime. Thank you for listening. Good night. Until we meet again next Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we discuss next week's topic. Enjoy expanded content from the New Heights Education Group hosts on Blog Talk, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Watch No Learning. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.